Howdy, yokes. What's cracking? Welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Ethan Edgehill. And I'm Tyler Carlin. And today we're traveling to Europe. Or maybe flying back to America. So wait, is Happy dating May? And oh look, it's Iron Man. Because today we're bringing you Spider-Man Far From Home. I just thought I'd throw you off since I'm the one reading yeah. the stats. Yeah, no, that's good. Oh, just, yeah, you get to do the stats, too. Yeah, if, if anything could make this day more strange, it was me saying, Howdy, Yokes, what's cracking? Speaking of strange, actually, you know what? Get onto the thing. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Spider-Man Far From Home was released one whole day ago on July 2nd, 2019. Made on a $160 million budget, it's already made most of that back at $110 million worldwide. Scoring a fat 93% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 98 audience score and a 69 on Metacritic. Tyler, let's talk about this movie. All right, Ethan. Well, uh, do you, uh, I don't have any of my resources. Ladies and gentlemen, I am recording to you from vacation, which only seemed fitting for this. So I'm not even on the internet right now. Uh, so Ethan has the positive and negative reviews. I, I just do. have to hotspot this to him at the end of this recording. I do have the positive and the negative reviews for this movie. So, uh, but I just wanted to say, if you hear any mighty loon sounds throughout the this recording. The mighty loon, come to the kill mighty us all. Loon, here to destroy us, the mighty loon, the great villain of bacon and eggs. You know, loons do not lay eggs. I don't know if you knew that. Loons, uh... They procreate like mammals. That's what? a true fact. No, I made that up entirely. Loons lay <laughs> I was eggs. Gonna say, there's no way loons give live birth, and I don't know about it. <laughs> no, I think it's just bats, right? That, I was going to say, that's the exact kind of useless fact I would have retained from elementary school. Well, that that's a Ben fact. Not Ben, my brother. Ben, our fraternity ben brother. Ben Thompson? Yeah, Ben, bat study salesman. Ben yeah. is a bat salesman, but he doesn't sell bats. <laughs> he doesn't sell bats. He sells the world on the idea of bats. He's a bat salesman. He walks around with his bat skin suitcase. Anyway, uh, a positive and negative review, Ethan. Let's yep, go. I got it. Okay, Adam Graham, Detroit Free Press. Positive review says, It's the closest to the Matrix the MCU has ever come, and Far From Home is the first Marvel film to hold a mirror up to the audience watching in theaters. Oh, man, this had the uh, this had the Spider-Man points at Spider-Man meme in it, too. I don't it, know if you it caught did. it. I, I, like, I, I realized that you hadn't seen it yet, so I didn't want to ruin anything for you, but I like literally whipped out my phone to text you and be like, hey, this adds to your te your tweet. My tweet, yeah. Your, your tweet. God, I'm, I'm so freaking mad. Stupid duality premises. Uh, and then, what's our negative review? Our even? negative review comes from Christy Lam... Yeah, mm, start that all over again. Tip of the tongue, teeth, and the lips. Our negative review comes to us from Christy Lemire of RogerEbert.com. She says, Spider-Man Far From Home changes the scenery, but can't quite match the inspired heights of its predecessor. Original score, 2.5 out of 4. I agree with almost everything you just said, except for the 2.5 out of 4. I could see why this would get a 2.5 out of 4. This is definitely... Okay. <laughs> what a weird what a weird scale, 1 to 4. What a, like, whoa. That's a, that's a movie critic scale. I know it is, because they don't like, do five stars. Like, you can't have a perfect film. I get it. But right. it's 2.5 out of 4 out of 5, right? So it's still only a 50. I mean, I think if you asked Roger Ebert that, that's probably how he would explain it, but... Right. Uh, you know. <coughs> ah, I'm getting choked up, man. I just love Spider-Man. I also love Spider-Man. Get choked and up about Spider-Man. That's a jet ski you just heard go by. I didn't hear anything. 
Oh, well, my microphone did. I'm sure it did. Your phone probably didn't. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so I love Spider-Man. I really, really love Spider-Man. I want to... I... <sighs> Okay. Well, Did you like the movie, Ethan? Let's, let's get a binary. Yeah, let's do a binary. Um, it's. Uh, it, I'll. I'll just repeat what. I, no, actually, I won't because it's. A, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a heck word that I used to Tyler. But what I said was, it's the MCU. I'm not gonna give it a zero. Like, there's yeah, no way exactly. I'm gonna come on the heels of Endgame and be like, mm, nah, you're good now. You don't have to see him anymore. Yeah, you could skip it. I yeah. do want to talk about what Marvel has done. Uh, it's a one. I want to talk about. The re-release, did you see it? Have you seen the bonus footage? I have not. I just, I feel like Marvel made a mistake. Let me tell you, Ethan, you went to movies in 2008. We weren't like avid film watchers, but that's almost what makes this story important. In 2008, when Avatar was released, it was a world like worldwide phenomenon like you cannot understand. I'm going to need you to say that whole sentence again, but just give me like, give me like half an octave deeper. Give me your best Roman Mars, because that was on. the most Roman Mars sentence I've ever heard you say. So, when Avatar was released in 2008, it was a worldwide phenomenon like you could not believe. It, the fact that we weren't film critics at the time and just enjoyed going to the movies, and the fact that we each saw it seven times in theaters just adds to the importance of why this was such an important film. That was, Did I, that work for I, you? I have like, yeah, I've like, I'm like tearing up at just the, oh, the, good. Yeah. the Roman Marsness of that. I'll tell you that, like, do you remember when Avatar came out? Uh, like the exact day? No, I, I think it was like after Christmas 2008. I, but do you remember like the, the hype surrounding it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Th there is, I'm honestly not surprised Endgame didn't beat it. It got real close. It got really close and they did the re-release thing, which was like poorly pub publicized. And then they like told you what was in the bonus footage and it wasn't anything valuable, and there was this poetic ending to Endgame where it was the only one without a post credit scene because it was the end of the first saga. And then they were like, oh, we're gonna, <clears throat> we're gonna re-release with some bonus footage of Hulk um, that we didn't use and isn't finished. And I don't know, I just felt like Marvel had this great thing and it was like, you know, Avatar got Nick Caged after the worldwide phenomenon thing happened. And I feel like Marvel is just like, how can we take this amazing, great thing that we have and just ruin it? Just just drop it on its head. Yeah. Have you seen Avatar, though, since theaters? I've seen it in, like, early 2010s television showrooms. Okay, but you haven't, like, sat down and watched Avatar open parentheses to no, 2009, close parentheses. Uh, no, cause I, I have, I have, and let me tell you, everything it got Nick Cage for a reason. Uh, it's really like it, it. It is a very, very pretty five out of ten. Like it's, I just it's like a bad movie. It's full I, of I would bad acting it by nobody actors. I was always Saldana, somebody now. She was somebody then, and she did well. So was Sigourney Weaver. But other than that, there's just that guy that's like, oh, you, you ain't seen nothing, man. Nicaragua. That's that's some. That's some mean bush, but this is Pandora. <laughs> some mean bush. What a weird sentence. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I just like, but I remember really liking Avatar. Avatar had so many like on the nose things that you could tell James Cameron just didn't think through. Where they were like, we're going to put this word unobtainium in this script, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, come, we'll circle back around to this one. And then no and one then did. And then they just left it in. <laughs> no one did. Um, uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Avatar. We're not even here to talk about Avengers Endgame. We're here to talk about no. what happens after the Endgame. Is 
a surprisingly like the world is okay with what happened take on uh on the blip which is a terrible t- term for it yeah but that's so like that's such a commentary on modern humanity because like that's absolutely what we would call it no we would call it like snapgate yeah something like that it would just it would be something so dumb oh yeah it would be the dumbest thing ever. I do love the uh, the high school newscast. I think those those segments are hilarious. Yeah, that was a great way because I was I've been sitting here for three months thinking about. Actually, hold on. Let's 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 uh, let's let's roll this one back here real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yokes, if you're listening to this episode right now and you have not seen either Avengers Endgame or Spider-Man Far From Home. There uh, are extreme spoilers please, for both. Please immediately pause this episode that you're listening to right now. I know. I'm, I'm telling you to stop listening to my own podcast. Please pause already, this episode. We already got the download for it, though. So go watch the, both of those movies and then come back and finish. Okay? Yeah. You can go to the theaters right now and spend five hours there and see both of them. Right. So, la, 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 mean, la, 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 Okay. By the time you're back here, I'm going to assume, going to assume that you have seen both of those movies. Please do not message me going, Ethan, I didn't see either of those movies and now you ruined them for me. I, I warned you. I warned you, listener. I warned you. Also, just for future reference, listener, this is a spoiler full podcast. Also, I don't have Tyler on Skype right now, which is very weird. Like, normally there's a window and a camera, and so I'm just, like, making faces at the waveforms of my voice. I'm also making faces at the waveforms of my voice. The faces are important to the recording process. I hope that when we make faces, I hope they come across in our voices, and you can see the face that I'm making, even though I'm not there in front of you. We call that the Tessa Netting method. We do. Yes. We learned it from her. On accident. Entirely on accident. Anyway, She's like, okay. oh, Skype call. Video. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so, yeah, everyone, everyone who got snapped, and, and I've been sitting here thinking about this for three months, two months, however long, since, since Endgame came out. I've been sitting here like, I wonder, because I know they're going to have to cover the whole, our entire school class got snapped, but they're going to have to cover right. that fact within the first All five minutes of the All of our main characters. Right, all of our main characters, like Ned, MJ, uh, not Liz, um, Peter, uh, the, uh, the other girl, um, freaking, uh, Flash, well, Liz goes them. to a different school. Does she? Yeah, she moved at the end of Far From Home. Ah, it's, you know, you know, <clears throat> it's been a minute since I've seen, no, she moved to the end of Homecoming. That's what I meant. This is Far From Home. Hey, I know. Hey, this... hey, at Marvel. Hey, at Marvel. Um, th- I, I didn't think it was going to be a problem, but in the future, those need to be more different. They do. Yeah. The um, next one needs to be like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but with Tom Holland. That's what I want it to be called. Right. The ne- yeah, the next title needs to have cuz the- there is absolutely going to be a third one in this series. Oh, yeah. What? Was that post-credit scene spoiled for you the first one? Um it, uh, hmm. Hmm, I do not want to talk about the first post-credit scene right now. Okay. It was sort of spoiled for me because like they let J.K. Simmons go to the premiere. It was spoiled for me in that like I opened Facebook yesterday and the first thing I saw was I love the JJJ cameo. I hate okay, so first of all, I love J.K. Simmons more than almost any actor alive. Um I loved his portrayal of J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider-Man movies. I hate absolutely deplore the fact that he's in this movie. Yeah, I think that was stupid. I think he should have. They because had they had an excellent replacement for him on the bus uh, as one of the chaperones. This leaves this leaves the door open for like this is this creates enormous canonical problems. How so? Because this means that Andrew Garfield 
or at least Tobey Maguire is also Spider-Man in the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's the same actor playing the same character for the same news source. That is a canonical problem. It's not the same news source. It was uh, it was the Daily Bugle newspaper, and now it's DailyBugle.net. I don't mean to alarm you, but that's how newspapers work in 2019, Tyler. I know, but there was no Spider-Man in 2002, Ethan. Except apparently there was. His name was Peter Parker, also Peter Parker, played by Tobey Maguire. I wonder, here's what I wonder. Have there been any recurring villains from Raimi's Spider-Man yet? No Doc Ock, no Green Goblin, no... Oh, those are all Sony villains. But these are Sony characters. Spider-Man's a Sony character. Well... Yeah, no, there was there was not. Um, there isn't even like 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 Tom Holland doesn't have a, a Harry Osborn. Yeah, did you see? I saw an article that they were considering Hugh Jackman for the role. Hugh Jackman, can we please stop? There, okay, okay. At Hollywood, I'm I just I'm gonna spend the whole first part of this episode adding major corporations. Apparently, and by corporations I mean entities. Uh, there is more than one white guy that isn't Hugh Jackman. Please stop putting him in everything. Thank you. Sincerely, a fan who's tired of Hugh Jackman being in everything. Also, you recently tweeted, you recently tweeted, Tyler, that, that the comic book fans are not in favor of, of Hugh Jackman being recast as Wolverine. And you were you confused as to why that they're not in favor of that. Oh no, I don't want Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine. No, no, no. You you were confused as why that they were they were not in favor of him being recast, and it's because all of the new X-Men movies are hot garbage. And they need to stop making them forever. The only X-Men I referenced in there was Magneto, and I think Fastbender's brilliant. Yeah, he's a decent actor, decent character. Oh, he's a good actor playing a decent character in a bad movie. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Anyway, no, no, I don't want Hugh Jackman to be recast because if they recast Hugh Jackman, it means we get more X-Men movies. Uh, you're not stopping that, though. I, I so desperately want to stop that, I cannot even explain it in words that are legal to humans. The problem is we're going to have more X-Men movies that we have to care about because they're in the MCU. That's the real problem. Yes, that is the thing that keeps me up at night. Anyway, we have not talked much about Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, loved, loved, I mean, he did, yo, know, it just, it's like riding a bike again for, for J.K. Simmons. He drops right back into J. Jonah Jameson. Um, um, I also agree with Spider-Man. you that are you, are you, you're referring to the to the um, the secondary teacher, right? Not the main teacher. Yeah, the black guy. Yeah, would have been a perfect J. Jonah James and actually had the same Part. thought during the movie. Because I saw I, I was that like, there was a cameo and I was J.K. like, Simmons. yeah, I, I thought he would have been perfect for it. But but no, we didn't get it. Nope. Uh, we got we got regular J. Jonah Jameson played by J.K. Simmons. Again, creating huge canonical problems. Cannot stress that enough. They're going to have to, like, write this one out somehow. Or or we actually are just going to have to somehow deal with the freaking Spider-Verse thing. I think it's interesting on the topic of Spider-Verse. Like, Sony puts out Sony, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is an excellent film that we're not reviewing on this show. So you can, you can stop asking. It's okay. Um, and the response was, okay, we can do a Spider-Man multiverse now. And that's, like, I feel like how fans are approaching it is, like, oh, we have to get Tom Holland, or we have to get a... Uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back. We got to do the. We got to do the big three. The the big Spider Man move. And to me, it's just like I think you 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 latched onto the wrong detail here. What yeah. we learned is that superhero multiverse works, not specifically Spider Man. Does it have to be right now? This also, this movie. Sorry, go ahead. Also, can work is is key here. Just yeah. because it did work. On right. like a groundbreaking Lord Miller film doesn't mean it will always work with some Kenneth Branagh trash. So this movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home, not Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. This movie made two assertions. Uh, the first being, no, there is not a multiverse in the MCU. Stop asking. Correct. The second being, Spider-Man is the new Iron Man 
get over it. Yeah. Well, like, obviously. I mean, like, they, like, like the Avengers, uh, the Avengers saga, whatever we wanted, the Infinity Gauntlet saga, whatever they were calling it, I already forgot. That was about Iron Man. From here now, on out, from here on out, it is about Spider-Man. Exactly. We will have, you'll get solo for also, also a third assertion. For whatever reason, uh, Sony can't afford Cumberbatch. Uh, yeah. Or anybody else. I get, like, Thor's off-world with the with the Asgardians of the Galaxy. I'm with that. Uh, you know, Tony and Cap are dead. Uh, everybody else is, like, a Guardian of the Galaxy or doesn't live on Earth. Except Doctor Strange, who, like, totally could be a part of this. I don't see any reason why he wasn't called in to help. I just don't think they need him. It would also add a very confusing layer to Spider-Man meets Doctor Strange, the movie. Also, like, <laughs> not to, like... Not to diss on Spider-Man's powers by any means whatsoever, but Spider- I mean, Doctor Strange would have stopped Mysterio within 11 seconds. Oh, yeah. He would have been like, all right, into the mirror dimension, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you've got illusions. I have more. Let's like, let's make this happen. <laughs> Bye, drones. Unshoot. Right. <laughs> hey, now you're just a regular guy. And all it takes is a punch. So, so this movie pulled on your heartstrings right from the get-go. Uh, the f- whole first act was like, how can we make you cry about Tony's death? And it didn't work on it, me at all. Not in the not in the slightest whatsoever. The trailers worked more. The trailers worked a lot more. And in the second act, when I d- the the moment I did well up big time was in the third act when happy like gives him the speech and then peter goes back and like puts his hand through the uh through the 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 graphics like iron man did yeah and starts picking out suit parts and happy he he looks ever happy and happy's just like nothing we're good we're good I, I'm like welling up thinking about it right now. That was the moment where I was like, okay, you got me. I do love you the sly en- dogs. I love the entire Happy and Peter dynamic. I do too. I hope that John Favreau doesn't go anywhere, and I doubt he does. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he hates playing this character. No, I think he loves it. Oh, but no, yeah, that that whole dynamic was was absolutely excellent. I mean, they did a great job with that. But the first. The first hour of the movie. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the job of this movie, of the first hour of this movie, was to try to convince me that Mysterio was a good guy. And it didn't even work ever for a second. Every question he asks Peter, I was like, okay, so you're getting information to use against him later. And Peter's guard is down. This is so obvious. Right. And like, I'm sure there are people out there not not seeing that. and, and, And I think it's just... Because I, I don't know, so a lot of people are saying, like, oh, this, and I never got my answer back from Scott, which, Scott, darn you, man, I had so many questions about Mysterio, and you just never wrote back to me. Um, did you watch his video? No. Well, maybe that's what he's trying to communicate to you, because the video is really good. Well, did it come out since he saw it last night? No. No, no that's video what video about Mysterio. Yeah, no, I watched the video about Mysterio, I, uh, sort of. But I had questions about, like, how, it, what, like, whether this specific portrayal matched up or not. It uh, does. Okay, so so uh, I don't know. I didn't really know much about Mysterio going into this, but like I think it was just my distrust of Jake Gyllenhaal both as an actor and a human. Um, because like everybody, everybody on Twitter for the past couple weeks has been like posting things that Jake Gyllenhaal says from the press junket and being like, "LOLOL, Jake Gyllenhaal's totally a serial killer, gonna murder us all." And I'm just sitting here watching it. Like this isn't cute. This guy's insane. Jake Gyllenhaal is insane, and he also I feel like. Watching him on the press junket has been like, he's been waiting for his opportunity to join the MCU. And I think he knows and we know that as a episode two villain, he made a mistake. Like if you wanted to be in the MCU, you should have gone for Mr. Fantastic. Right. But he's like, he's a literal real life Aldrich Killian to this thing. 
Yes. Like, he just wants so bad to be a part of it that it's legitimately frightening. Um, in addition, like, it, it, especially the scene where, like, he's talking to Peter and it's just like, they got, I couldn't stop them. They got my entire family. And it, like, zooms in on his wedding ring. I'm like, that is the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. I think that was entirely intentional. Well, stop doing that. Like, they were trying to make it obvious to the to the casual film goer that this guy was a bad guy. But to people like you and me and to all the yokes who I know got it. Uh, they were just laying it on thick. Right. It's like I already done been known that, guys. Come on. Give us a little more credit than that. Like, like make him seem like it. Because if you made him seem like a good guy, and, and then it was all of a sudden like, oh, dang, he was the one doing the, the drones from the beginning. Oh, man. But instead, I was like, yeah, I, I, why did you waste an hour of my life? Like, and I already why did knew they, this. Why did he give away Edith? Spider-Man wouldn't fall for that. Also, what is up with Nick Fury in this movie? I get, I get, we get an explanation for Nick Fury's like, like complete idiocy at the end in the in the post post credit. Do you stay for the post post credit scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we get the, we get the explanation uh, the, for for Nick Fury's entire bumbling of this job that he's like off world on vacation and is actually being replaced by Talos. Who? Oh my God! Revisited Captain Marvel last week. I love Ben Mendelsohn in the MCU. I want him in every yeah, movie. Yeah, same. Great character, but it like the whole time I'm like Nick Fury's actions in this movie make no sense, especially yeah, when no. uh, and and I get it now. Uh, again, it was like a payoff afterward. It wasn't supposed to make sense, but when when Fury's like don't invoke her name about Captain Marvel, it was like that is not a thing Nick Fury would say. I don't know what he means by that. What does he mean? Don't invoke her name. Don't say her name. Don't yeah. You know, like like, and- like Beetlejuice thing. Like if you if you say it enough, she'll show up. I just I was like that's a weird thing. She could she she could destroy Jake Gyllenhaal. This is not a big enough threat for her. This is not a big enough threat for anybody except Spider-Man, who still has a lot to learn. Who still has a lot to learn, and is it like... Okay, so here's here's what I love about Spider-Man Homecoming, is every opportunity to be Spider-Man, Peter Parker chooses Spider-Man over Peter Parker. Right. right, and then you get to this film where he, you know, he went through the Endgame thing, and like, you know, Tony died and all that stuff, and now any opportunity to be Peter over Spider-Man, and he's like, I would so much rather be Peter right now, but right, and he I throws the suit, away, he throws the suit away in a trash can, and then like dances down the street while raindrops keep falling on my head plays in the background. Right. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong movie. Sorry, I got very confused because it's the exact same plot line. The Spider-Man three. I thought that was two. He throws it away in two, but he doesn't. Does he dance down the street to raindrops in Spider-Man Two? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was Spider-Man Two. Maybe it is. I also I know remember. that Tom Holland looked like a high schooler in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and looks like a 23 year old who is far too old to be playing a high schooler in this. Well, one. So does so does everybody except Ned in this movie. I love Nettie Brandt. Is that her name? No, her name's Betty Brandt. What? I can't, that, you said the same thing just now. No, Nettie Brandt. Oh, Ned and uh, Betty that, Brandt. That did not come across on the phone call. So Betty Brandt in, in Spider-Man history was like pre-MJ, pre-Gwen Stacy, there was Betty Brandt. Gotcha. She was the first love interest introduced. Gotcha. And in the 2002 Spider-Man series, she was Jonas and sec- Jameson's secretary. Gotcha. And now she's Ned's girlfriend. Yes. That was great. That was a great plot line. I thought they were hilarious. And I was like, this is exactly how it happens on school field trips, is people sit together on the bus, and then suddenly, for the next week, they're inseparable. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I did not like Brad. No, I, I didn't quite understand. Was he snapped? Was he not snapped? I couldn't figure it out. He was the. He was not snapped. Okay, so he would have been five years younger than them. Right. I'm pretty sure that was what I got. That was like... Because they were like, oh, he's the nerd or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get snapped and we come back and he's Brad. And he's this hot five years older guy. Right. 
Either that or he, he is saying he was snapped, but wasn't. I don't know what the deal is. And then there's Flash, being Flash. Spider-Man punching Flash, that's a big Spider-Man moment. You're supposed to have that in like every Spider-Man story. The Spider-Man punches Flash? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we got it. Fla- I know. I don't know. If, I'm sure we got it in the... I, let me tell you something. I saw the Andrew Garfield films once. I have no idea what happens in them. Yeah, I haven't seen... I, I have not seen uh, either of the, the Raimi or any of the Raimi Spider-Man movies since I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters. Really? Yeah. Well, Spider-Man punches Flash in the first one. Spider-Man 3 legitimately ruins everything. You know, I like Spider-Man 3. It it just made me not... It was so bad when I saw it in theaters, it made me not want to watch Spider-Man movies anymore. I remember we went to Spider-Man 3. That was like the only specific memory I have of going to the movies with like a large group of our friends. Yeah. Because we were there with like Chris and Sarah and Molly and you and me and probably Emma and... It's a bunch of people. It was a bunch of people. A bunch of people. Um... Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, nope, that point's gone. That was lost to the ether. Oh, I do hear some birds. You hear the birds? Do you hear the lawnmowers and stuff? People like to mow their lawns this early at the lake. No, I do not hear the bird. I mean, the lawnmowers. Good. Because if the neighbor fired his up, I would have to move. Well, let's hope he doesn't for the next hour and some minutes. Um, so the first act, I I, I wasn't crazy about it. I honestly couldn't get into it. I was watching it and I was like, oh, crap. This is, this is bad. Right. This is... I, I don't want to keep watching. And you keep saying first act, and like I get where you're coming from, but let's let's not mistake the fact that with credits and post credit scenes, this is a two hour and nine minute movie. Okay. And by the time that Mysterio is revealed, that by the time that whole thing is is revealed, and he has that weird scene where he's standing on a bar screaming at everybody. That's um, where the movie turned. Yeah, yeah. So so um that was yeah that but that was that was a full that was one of God's full hours into the movie. That was. Fifty percent of this movie. That's when things started to get good, right? But you can't, you can't say it, like. And you said this last night. You were like, "Oh man, it was really good," minus the first act. And like, you can't just say, "Oh, this is a good movie," except the first hour was awful. Like, that's not the a fir- valid justification to me. I also felt like so we start off and Peter's like, "Okay, I'm into MJ now," and like, "Okay, we know Spider Man likes Mary Jane or whatever she her name is in this movie, MJ," and we know that that's going to be like a thing. And like Tom Holland and Zendaya have undeniable chemistry on screen but this hasn't been developed at all they like she had like six lines in the first one and now she's like the clear love interest and she's also very clearly into brad for the first hour and a half and then she's like oh by the way peter i'm super into you yeah but she's like a little weird she's a little weird she's like, like he, buys she's, her, he buys her the black dahlia and they're like for the murder yeah yeah oh she listens to all sorts of true crime podcasts um, she does definitely. not listen to us no no, 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 no. Under no circumstances. No, she would. If if she saw this on somebody else's phone, she would throw it in a lake, Lake Pontchartrain. Also, this movie just didn't lean on the kids enough. No, there's a lot of Sam Jackson and Jake Gyllenhaal. Right, and there's not a lot of like Peter and MJ. There's not a lot of Zendaya and Tom Holland who have great on-screen chemistry, and I would have loved to have seen more of that. I agree. I agree. I would also have liked to have seen more of that because like. It, it, and, and I don't mean to keep comparing this to the Raimi Spider-Man, but like if there's one thing you could say for the Raimi Spider-Man is that I never felt once like Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst even knew who the other one was in those movies. Like, they have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. You don't think so? No. You know who was way too good to be a side character in those films? James Franco. James Franco. I was going to say James Franco. Yes. I had to remember his name. That dude is like a real deal method actor, and they got him playing like B-list Green Goblin. Yeah, but I mean, that was like his first thing ever. I get it. I get it. And he had to follow up Willem Dafoe, who is also like a real deal method actor. Yeah. 
No, Willem Dafoe did a great job as the actual Green Goblin. Yeah. There just wasn't, there, like, they had such good, well, until Topher Grace, but they had such good villains in Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina that there was no room for Harry Osborn. Correct. But they had, but, who was the dude that played Sandman? He's good. I do not remember. Or maybe that's all he ever did. I don't know. But I liked him as Sandman. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so, I've seen, so far, like, I get, I get people, it's an MCU movie, they're always gonna like it. Like, the scores are definitely a little bit conflated due to the fact that it is uh, a movie in the MCU. Like, if this was, you know, I, I hate to lean on it, but, like, if this was just, like, a Sony movie, this would have been, like, a like a 70%, maybe. I, I would agree with that. Um, I will say, I don't know, well, like, I, I was not definitely not MCU done with movies. my point. Oh, but, go ahead. Um, because I, I, I have no interest in, in you going like, well, not all MCU movies have a higher than necessary score. It's the same thing you say about Pixar. Yes, they do. I'm not going to argue this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've seen some crazy reviews of this movie so far. Just even from, like, my friends on Facebook being like, wow, this was better than Avengers Endgame. No, it was not. And it's just not. Like, this isn't even better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Here's the thing about Avengers Endgame. I can relate to the reviews, people being like, you know, coming after the fact and like it's hip to hate the popular thing. Like I see where I see where you're coming from. I see your pride is hurt that you don't only like niche things. You saw this movie and you liked it and you gotta find a reason not to. Like I'm with it. I get it. Yeah, we've uh, all been there. Yeah. We like I was sixteen once too, okay? Um but I, I do see the reviews for Endgame where people are like, Well, the, like the time travel thing was cool, but really this movie was good for the last hour of this three hour film. Uh like the first two hours of it were like, eh, okay, I, I can go along with this, but it was a bit of a snooze. And then like this is an amazing ending. This is how we wanted it, and it's perfect. And like, I totally see where people are coming from. It wasn't a snooze through the first two hours. It just wasn't as good as the perfect ending. Also, yeah, like if you're just looking for the action movie to be action movie, then I can get why the first, you know, hour and a half or so of Endgame wasn't necessarily your forte. Because like uh, there was the battle and then, you know, not a whole lot of action happened after that. It was like a lot of talking. Yeah. But like, and and I love the, I love action movies uh, a lot. I do. But like most of my, what I would call my favorite movies are like a lot of talking. It's like a lot of people having conversations with each other it's like endgame was really good for me because it allowed me to get like both of those things like i had some true sad moments some great dialogue some great action like it was all of the things uh i do not see a world in which this is better than avengers endgame and if you hold that opinion like i would love to know i would love to have a conversation i'd love to know why i'm not gonna just bash you for it like i gen- genuinely am interested why you think that this is better than avengers endgame but if we're gonna or have a lot that conversation of, what go ahead no go ahead no, or, or like a lot of like it, this this probably <sighs> I don't know where this slots in on my on my MCU list, but like I don't I don't think it goes any higher than number ten. I would agree. This isn't better than like so. Phase three had some real real bangers, some real dingers in it, right? What what movies uh, are in, in Phase three? MCU from let's just Ant-Man. nail this one down real quick. Okay. MCU Phase three. Uh, we've got Civil War, Doctor Strange, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, A-Man, the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and this. Okay, it's not better, so than, most... it's not better than Civil War. It, you could uh, you could definitely make an argument for Doctor Strange either way. It's definitely better than Guardians 2. It's not better than Homecoming. It's not better than Ragnarok. It's definitely not better than Black Panther. It's definitely not better than Infinity War. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I honestly don't know. This, this Ant-Man really... and the Wasp came at a point where it was like, how on earth am I supposed to respect this as much as it deserves? And it's the same for this movie is the problem. Oh, I know. Like this will have to be revisited in a year's time. Yeah. This came out. There was, I mean, there was no hope for Marvel to get the right film out here. I think basically what happened was they sat down in the writers' room and they were like, "Okay, do we want to kick off post Endgame with 
Spider-Man, a billion dollar property we know will work, or Captain Marvel, and uh, you know a property that might not work. And I think they made the right bet, but we still suffer from like, it's not in game. I think the right bet would have been release Spider-Man Far From Home on April 28th, 2020. Yeah, but they're not going to take a year off. Like one full... They are now. We'll see. I don't think they have anything else planned for the next year. Kevin Feige said that he would not make any announcements until Far From Home came out. I would be so, shocked. I would be shocked at this point if they announced like a February movie or or a March movie. I know that they want to... I know that they're filming the Black Widow film, so I don't know how long that'll take. It depends upon what kind of CGI is going to go into it. Uh, yeah, but know. it's in production at the moment. Anyway, to finish up that list, it's not better than Captain Marvel and it's not better than Endgame. So like this is definitely one of the weaker outlays in Phase Three. Now it's better than most of Phase One. Not Iron Man. Not Iron Man, but it's. I would say it's definitely better than Iron Man Two. Definitely better than Hulk. Definitely better than Thor. Probably better than the first Avenger. But not better than Avengers. Not better than Avengers. No. Not better than Guardians One. But like it, it's you know Phase Three had some real bangers. Oh, uh, they nailed the formula. Come Phase Three, they like this, they got. And this is the end of phase three, and I'm very excited for what phase four holds, and I think that this movie did an excellent, like a lot of things, this movie had a lot of jobs in the MCU, it it, it set up a story going forward, it set up problems going forward, and I think that it did a very good job of that, but, uh, you know, as a movie itself, it was, you know, it was, it was alright, like it was, it was a good movie, but I am disappointed, I think that's sort of where I've landed. Yeah. Like, I liked it a lot, I didn't love it the way I wanted to. I saw somebody say there was a reference to the Spider-Man video game in here. Did you catch that? Oh, there was. Um, dang, what was it? There were a there couple was... shots that I thought were no, but there was definitely the something game. that I'm like, you're introducing this from the video game canon. What was it? Dang, I'm gonna Google this. There was a shot where he he took a selfie with the like two fingers up. No, no, That's no it from wasn't the video game. It wasn't a, like a shot. It was like a like a thing, like a, a, a word spoken out loud. Yeah. Um. Dang, I don't remember. I should have written that down, because I definitely had that thought. I like the video game. I like the video game a lot. There's something that I was like, I don't remember this ever existing in the story beforehand, and this is the thing they cooked up for the video game, and now it's in this movie. I don't remember what it was, though. I genuinely have no idea. Dang. It's not like he went and collected backpacks. No, that would have been funny, though. Yeah. Man, I knocked that out in, like, the first hour of the game. I forgot that was even in there. Um... Shoot. Oh, well. It'll come to me as soon as we hit stop. Always does. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, but I've definitely seen some people being like, this is better than Avengers Endgame. This is like my favorite installment in the in the Marvel series so far. And that's just like a, it's a pretty valid opinion to have. Like you, any of these movies can be your favorite for whatever reason. It's just like wild to me. I, I don't personally see how somebody could like this over Homecoming. I don't either. I thought the the turn with Vulture was... I did not see that coming as much as I obviously saw Mysterio being the villain. Right. Right. Um, And again, like, I just... Like, I think Jay Gyllenhaal did a really good job with this. But, like, I just wasn't crazy about his character. And so, like, it was an actor I don't particularly like playing a character that I thought was only okay. So, like, I had some issues with it. I thought Mysterio was a brilliant character, and I, I liked that he was able to convince Spider-Man, and I, I, I actually really liked Mysterio on the whole, and I thought the sequences in the, like, German building, that that whole sequence when, like, Mysterio goes all in against Spider-Man, yeah. I thought was freaking awesome. 
Um, so is that is that like how Mysterio works? Like he's just a complete sham? Yeah. Like he has absolutely no powers whatsoever? Correct. He's a visual effects artist. I did not really know that. Yeah. So like the, the video Scott made talks about Mysterio as like a side villain in the Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 2 video game. And he's got all these like super challenging quests that are really hard to get through. But then when you like end up fighting him, you see his health bar fill three times and then you go over and you punch him once and he dies. So is that the thing with the aliens in the Statue of Liberty? I don't know. Because that would make sense. I don't think I ever made it past that part of the video game because it was impossible. But um, I do remember that game. I do not remember Mysterio being in that game. Granted, I have not played the Spider-Man 2 for PS2 video game in, uh, what time is it? Like, 15 years? Yeah, I haven't played in probably 20 minutes, so I get it. It's not easy to remember. <laughs> 20 minutes, yeah, okay. You brought your yeah. PlayStation 2 to the lake with you to play Spider-Man 2, which we all know is Tyler's favorite video game, apparently. It is not. I did have it. I did like it. There was cheats in it where you could play as Green Goblin. I thought that was oh, cool. Oh, yeah, it was the first, like, open-world video game that we, as kids our age, were allowed to play, because it wasn't Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Right, and it took place in New York. I thought yeah. the ending was weird. Uh, Spider-Man was on the date with MJ, and he was in Manhattan, which I thought was, like... I guess that was, like, the graduation moment. It's like, okay, I'm not just in Queens anymore. I'm in Manhattan now. I'm Spider-Man. Well, that was, was Spider-Man like, 2, the movie. Well, Peter Parker from 2002 always lived in Manhattan. What? Sam Raimi's Spider-Man takes place in Manhattan. Yeah, but, like, in Spider-Man 2, he was, like, Mr. Manhattan. He, like, goes to Columbia, and, like, Doc Ock's office is right next to Central Park. Yeah, but now... Now we have Tom Holland in Manhattan, and, and the Daily Bugle reveals his secret identity to the world, which obviously was how it had to end, right? Oh, you're That's talking about the ending Iron of Man... this movie. Yeah. That was not made clear at any point during the sentence that you said. Sorry. You were still talking mm -hmm. about Spider-Man 2, the video game. No, no, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense, Spider-Man 2, the video game. Obviously, it's in Manhattan. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Spider-Man PS4 takes place in Manhattan. You can't even go to Queens. Yeah, well, because who wants to go to Queens in a video game? Not me. I want to be on the also, island of Manhattan. Also, yeah, like, that's where the crime takes place. Right. That's where Kingpin is. Yeah. And, and the Sinister Six. Anyway, um, so the end of this one, we're in Manhattan, we're on the date, MJ hates it, obviously. I don't think anybody would like being strapped to somebody web-swinging. I think everybody just wants to web-swing themselves. Right, yeah, she's not about it. And he, like, and, hops up on top of a light post and sees that he gets doxxed by the media. But that's how it had to end, right? Because Iron Man ended that way, and we have to, like, mirror it. Right. Because well, we thought we were going to get the moment where he was like, I have to say something, I'm Spider-Man, and it was going to be, like, on Flash's live stream. But it turns right. out that he's just confronting Happy and, and Aunt May about their dating. Right. But yeah, so so the whole world now knows that uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. How's that going to shape up? Poor MJ. Not well, because, uh, you know, Spider-Man's currently being framed for the death of Mysterio. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. And they added the execute the drone strikes, kill everyone thing. Yeah, you think when, they would put together pretty quick that, oh, not everybody died. Okay. Yeah. I, and I knew, like, again, that was just really bad, like, scripting when he was like, execute all of them. I was like, there's no way that's going to end well. Oh, yeah. I was like, like that can't Mysterio possibly right be a here, good buddy. sentence for you to say. Um, and then the dude ditches with the flash drive, and I was like, oh, ooh, new movie. And then they were like, wait, we're going to wrap this up right at the end. Never mind. That dude, is that the same actor from when Obadiah yelled at him? I have no idea. I meant to go back and watch that scene again. I can only hope so. Or did they have to call in Jeff Bridges to reshoot that? That's what I want to know. Also, did they have to call freaking Robert Downey Jr. in to reshoot that scene? What scene? The scene from Civil War when Robert oh, Downey Jr. Uh, was on screen. I mean, maybe, maybe. Or they just knocked uh, it out during the filming of something else. I hope not. I want Bob to just relax. He can voice Iron Man in animated movies now. That's all I want from him. Like, animated movies I won't watch. That's what I want. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, let's let's do some some trivia searching on IMDb. See if somebody knows. Can I confess something to you, Ethan? Yeah, go for it. Ninety percent of the trivia on IMDb, I don't believe. Why? I don't. Ninety percent is probably a stretch. But like, I feel like anybody can add to that, right? If you have an IMDb account, you can just write some ridiculous sentence, and then the the grading scale is how many people find it interesting. I guess I don't know. We could make a game out of this. We could just start plopping in random trivia <laughs> on IMDb that's not true, right? And then. Write something like, Maggie Gyllenhaal was originally tapped to play Mysterio, but they decided to go with Jake instead <laughs> due to scheduling conflict and see what happens. See how many people find that interesting. All right. So nobody knows anything about this movie. Got it. It came out yesterday, Ethan. So? I don't know. How would they know? What do they know that I don't so did, know? So apparently Synchrony Bank uh, did sponsor this movie and that's how I they got the name of the giant there. check. But they're also yeah. the bank that distributes the Marvel credit card. I think I knew that too. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Marvel credit card. I know there's a Marvel credit card. I don't know what it does for you. Maybe you get like <laughs> travel reward points for Disney world or something. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, synchrony bank classic synchrony bank is a bank that, uh, distributes a lot of store credit cards. Dear yeah. listener. And uh, they have terrible rates. Yeah, no, about 50% of our audience, I imagine, like, knew that. Well, the other 50%, I'm telling you. Yeah, the other 50% had never heard of Synchrony Bank whatsoever. There was there was no middle ground. There was either like, ah, Synchrony. Synchrony. Do you think they have fans? Like, does anybody, like, buy Synchrony Bank t-shirts? What? You know, like, oh, I've got my Nike t-shirt. Oh, nice Nike t-shirt. I've got my Synchrony Bank polo. Uh, no. Oh. I got my Mickey Mouse shirt on right now. You can't tell because we're not on video, but you've seen it before. I'm wearing a Super Carlin Brothers t-shirt. Oh, Super Carlin Brothers? Did you go to their meetup? Did you meet anybody? I I did. Yeah. Well, last week I recorded the show without you, but you were with Seamus. So in essence, we all got to see Seamus. It's like I was there. I got to hang out with Seamus. It was rad. Love hanging out with Seamus. It was a good, good, good time. Did you meet Abigail in real life? I did not. So she was uh, she was sick that day. Uh-huh. Um, so I did not meet Seamus. I mean, I did not meet Abigail in real life. How do we know she's a real person? Because um, they took a bunch of selfies together. They did do that, but how do we know that's not just some crazed fan? It'd be the same as Seamus. Seamus, if you're listening. Hello, Seamus, if you're listening. If Abigail is actually just a crazy fan who has taken you hostage, uh, just text the mighty loon to me and we'll come get you we will come get you like black she ops thinks, i heard she mission. believes woody and jesse are a couple that's what i heard <laughs> she's a wessie shipper she's a she's a wessie shipper i still maintain I think, that sounds like a small dog wessie shipper here's the thing is if you if you ship woody and jesse then it doesn't matter if in the canon they're not a couple because that's how shipping works, right? Like you can ship right. Dramine. That never happened. Right. That's never going to happen. It never would happen. Yeah, but like if you came up to me and presented me with a small, curly-haired dog and was like, mm, this is Sir Barks a lot. He's a Wessie shipper. I'd be like, yeah, that, that tracks. Uh, yeah, that's a... That's a <laughs> I know what that is. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. New breed to the AKC. Really gonna, really gonna take home some medals this year. We need to get you a dog, Ethan. Okay. Really? No. <sighs> anyway. Are you- uh, uh, um, man, I keep losing my thoughts. We need, we cannot record at eight o'clock in the morning. I like recording at eight o'clock in the morning because then we're done. Yeah, but we could also record at like 10 o'clock in the morning. How, how crazy is that? You told me we couldn't today. No, I didn't. You told me we could not record at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. I, we can't record at 10 a.m. But I mean, like, it, you know, going forward, once we uh, once we turn this into an enterprise, like, I'm not recording these episodes at 8 o'clock in the morning once we do this full-time and have an office. Well, yeah, no, me neither. Why would we? 
I mean, we you get in at I eight mean, to make the coffee. But that would also be some stupid thing that you would suggest to be like, actually, at Bacon Eggs, we work at six a.m. and record at eight a.m. If we get to work at six a.m. and watch the movie recorded at eight a.m., then we're home by three. I gotta get my kids from school, Ethan. Some of us have families. Congratulations. <laughs> We make a podcast for a living. You can still leave at three. It'll be all right. Can you imagine, like, what what happens if you're a professional podcaster and you've got four or five shows, right? This is how I imagine it goes down. And you got to look your kid in the eye and be like, I'm sorry, sweetie, I can't come to your ballet. I've got to play Dungeons and Dragons with Uncle Bob. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, I really can't miss it. I mean, they record The Adventure Zone at like 2 o'clock on Tuesdays. I get that. I get it. But like, I can just imagine a reality where some scheduling conflict comes up and you're busy on like Thursday at 7 p.m. And you didn't tell your, like, you didn't realize that was the same time as the dance recital. I can tell you for a straight up fact. I mean, I've never met him personally. I can tell you for a straight up fact that Justin McElroy is not going to skip anything in his children's lives to make The Adventure Zone. Oh, I can I can 100% believe that. I feel yeah, like... Not for a single second. I feel like, yeah, they would just be like, okay, well, this week, uh, Taco's not here. <laughs> right. <laughs> this week, we give a live episode. Right. God, I can't wait to have that to fall back on. I would love to do that. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be like, cool to do... I just want to do oh, a man, live bacon and eggs. Tyler and Ethan are busy this week, both of them, so we're going to give you bacon and eggs live from Cincinnati. <laughs> We're going to see if it passes. It's just a weed whacker. I was going to say, is that a weed whacker? And it looks like he's part of the HOA. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're now listening to is the sound of a snapper B2500 weed whacker played over a Yeti microphone. Let's observe. Is this the kind of stuff people pay for on ASMR channels? Maybe. Hold on, let me get my Roman Mars voice. That was the sound of a Snapper B2500 weed whacker. One of the most popular weed whackers in the United States, invented in 1925 by Benjamin Wacker. Now, what makes this weed whacker so interesting is actually the logo for Snapper weed whackers. It's my 99% invisible... Uh, What a great freaking logo for that show. You know, here's here's my problem, man. Because I used to, before I listened to, to 99% Invisible, before I got to see Roman Mars in person, it would drive me crazy. Because my friends would be like, you know, people that I know, people would be like, oh, let me get a podcast recommendation. All of my friends would be like, hey, have you listened to 99% Invisible of Roman Mars? And I was just like, hmm, I have a podcast and you know it. You could tell them to listen to it. And now people are like, hey, what's your favorite podcast? I'm like, 99% Invisible is Roman Mars. Please listen to it. Oh my God, you'd love it. Tyler, did you get eaten by the weed whacker? No, I got a nod from him. Oh, it got louder. It's now behind you. It's, it's right behind you. Run. <laughs>
every time it stops, you're like, okay, cool. Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> this is your bow code for this movie. A few minutes of Tyler getting weed whacked. So while Tyler is being eaten by a weed whacker, I'm going to read you a list from highconsumption.com of the seven best string trimmers in the world. This this starts with a paragraph that says. Weeds. They come into your yard, leave gaping holes in your lawn, choke your azalea bushes, and make lewd comments about your girlfriend. That's how this starts. That's how this. That's, this uh, anyway. That's almost anyways. as good as the fish with mustaches thing. <laughs> it's almost as good as the fish with mustache. Anyway, the number seven best weed whacker in yeah. the world <laughs> is the Black and Decker. LST 136 string trimmer. It's cordless. I'm a big fan of a cordless uh, cordless. Whacker. You can buy it. You can buy it right now on Amazon.com for 125 American dollars. This is best cordless electric for home. Okay, best cordless commercial gasless. I don't know what gasless means, but I'm guessing that it's also just electric. Uh, is the core is CGT 403 string trimmer. Wait, at number five, we've got the Greenworks 21142 string trimmer. Number four is the Husqvarna 224L string trimmer. That's you know, best a lot gas of people for control like freaks. Husqvarna. I'm, not a, I'm not a Varna guy. You're not a Husqvarna guy? I think no. we have a Husqvarna... Um, Husqvarna... Uh, um, 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 leaf blower. Yeah, you like it? I don't know the last time that I used it, but it was fun when I was a child. Oh, a leaf blower takes leaves from one place and puts them in the air. Because it was like, it was like a, it's like a backpack one. Oh, wow. That's, that's so like, the, the real deal. It would lift me off the ground. Right. Uh, I've anyway, that's the to an office. I am no longer best, outside. Best gas control, apparently. Uh, number three, we got the Remington. Yeah. Number three, we got the Remington RM2520 string trimmer. That's your best budget gas, only $105. Uh, number two, we got the Sun Joe SB601E sharper blade. It looks like it has an actual blade as opposed to, to being a string trimmer. That's like $53. It does plug into the wall, though. That's horrifying. And then number one is a walk behind. Like, like it's like it looks like a push mower, except it's only got two wheels, and in the front it has uh, strings. And that is the Husqvarna HU625HWT. So I, weighing I have a Ryobi. Weighing at $350. I, I, I have Ryobi for most of my lawn tools. My uh, my leaf blower is Black & Decker, but my, my weed whacker is a Ryobi. Uh, I want to say 14 volt. It's light. It's very light. Uh, Actually, it, it whacks the I'm gonna exp- pretty well. I'm going to explain this website to you real quick because I can't send it to you. But what I have at the bottom of this list is an ad for the new Land Rover Discovery. Yeah. But what it looks like is that they're saying that the best weed eater is the new Land Rover Discovery. <laughs> I bet you could eat some weed with that with that Land Rover. I bet that if you drive the Land Rover Discovery through a cornfield, you will have like a straight line of no corn. I bet you're right. All right, well, let's get, let's get back to to politics. I mean, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Tyler's no longer being string trimmed. 
I am no longer being string trimmed. I did reflect on string trimming while I was out there in string trimmer land, and I thought about how uh, it would be nice to have a homeowners association, but I'm glad I don't pay those fees anymore. So I, uh, okay, first of all, here's the thing. I have three packages for you um, from the P.O. Box, and you need to check the P.O. Box more often because you live by it, and you're the one getting stuff. But that, that's a whole all, different topic for a whole different All of those day. are fair. You can send those packages, I imagine, with Kate to the baby shower this weekend. Yeah, I, I probably will. Um, but what I did do, because it was like, so I checked the post office box at like 7.30 last night, forgetting that you guys were at the lake. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, cool. They'll, they'll be home in a little bit. I'll just go drop them on their porch. And I, I rolled up. And I went to your house. Yeah. Because I was right at the at the P.O. box. So I was a very, very, very far away from your house. Yeah. Not even within drove, the same zip code. Drove all the way across town. Yeah. All the way across town. Uh, dropped the three packages off on your porch on top of a, a Graco box. What do I have from Graco? I don't know. You're having a baby. They only make baby stuff. Did you take the Graco box and the other packages? No. So they're all at my house. No, I took the other packages. I did not take the Graco box. Okay. Well, now uh, I'm no wor- I- worried about the Graco box. Maybe I'll tell Ben, because he's coming to the lake on Thursday. Maybe I'll tell Ben to go over there and grab the ba- the Graco box and bring it. I mean, do you want me to go stick it in your house? Do you have a key to my house? I don't know. Is your house empty? I mean, like, my stuff's in it. Your dogs aren't there. No, my dogs are not there. Are you positive of that? Oh, they're not supposed to be there. I could have sworn I heard dog noise. I'm not trying to rat anybody out. I might be wrong. I might just have been, have been imagining them. Anyway, but so I, I rolled up to your house, dropped the porches or the packages off on your porch, got back to my car. I was like, they're not going to be back here for like five days. Went back, got the packages, stuck them in my car. We'll give them to Kate to take to your wedding or baby shower on Sunday. To which I'm not invited. Oh, I'm not invited either, Ethan. So, Oh, is that how that goes? <laughs> I This is the what most wild thing in the whole existence of creation. I told my yeah. mom, I was like, Mom, I want to be there so that I can open presents um, with Emily. You know, I don't have to be there for the, I don't know what else goes into a baby shower, like pretending to pour champagne for the pregnant lady. I don't know what happens. Um, but like, I would be there for the whole thing if I was invited to it, but I'm not. And my, my mom was like, no, you can't even come for the gifts. And I was like, <laughs> you're going to make the seven months pregnant woman load all of those gifts into her car up the hill no. you live on. Other people are going to load them into your car and then you're going to have to unload them when you get home. But then I, I don't get to see. I, I just want to unwrap the presents. I'll do I'll do any part of it. But yeah, no, I, 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 I kid you not. The other day I literally Googled are dudes supposed to be invited to the baby shower. I think I think today the answer is yes. I think yeah. that like society has shifted and my mom, who has never thrown a baby shower, did not know. Yeah, no, we we all good though. I but I will give them to Kate and she will give them to Emily, or I'll give them to you next time I see you. But as a result, if the men were invited, it would go from a party of like twenty five people, which is already too many for my parents' house, to a party of fifty people, which would be way too many for my parents' house. Yeah, no, I'm with that. But anyway, so I have three packages for you. Um, they're all uh, well, one two of them from Amazon, one of them something else, but it appears they're all um things for the for your upcoming child. Unless you, you just wait? get Amazon stuff delivered to our P.O. box, which is fine, but... No, uh, the baby registry forwards to our P.O. box. Yes, I know. So you should try to check it more often, probably. Yeah, I know. I wonder if I've lost anything. Uh, I doubt it, but we did, uh, we did have, we did have four keys. That's a lot of keys. In it. <laughs> Yesterday when I checked. Did you order something to the P.O. box? Uh, I, I am unable to stop Threadbeast from sending me boxes of clothing. Are they just like, yeah, you're ours now? Uh, they no, they haven't even gotten paid for the last two months. 
but they're still sending it. But yeah, but it's stuff I don't even want for the most part. Yeah. You just dream in the dark for the most part. I just, what? 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 I don't know. Threadbeast. Anyway. What's that like? Anyway, um... Yeah, so I had a box there, and I was like, I need to go get this for the yellow me. Because it got delivered, like, on the, the 25th. Anyway, so I have three packages for you. I will give them to somebody. But if Kate's but busy at the baby shower, that means you're not busy, which means you have to hang out with me. Yeah, that's fine. I figured you were going to be busy. Why would I be busy? I just assumed that you were going to be there. Wouldn't that make sense? Because, like, even though even though there weren't other dudes invited, it was like, I was like, oh, it's his kid. Yeah. I listen. Yeah, let's, let's, I agree. <laughs> let's let's get lunch. What time is it at? I have no idea. <laughs> if if you do end up at my parents' house for whatever reason, you need to remark to my father that the deck looks great. The deck does look great. Have you seen? I it saw since, that since it's stained. Uh, I saw an Instagram story or or Facebook story or something of it being stained. Yeah, looks great. But I mean, so anything look- is better than what it was. Wow, brutal. Wasn't it like red paint? Oh, before they rebuilt it, yeah. I didn't know they rebuilt it. Yeah, they rebuilt it. They had the uh, old Millahan builders come get it. Yeah, gotcha. I didn't know that. I just I was used to the old like red paint deck, and so I was like, "Oh man, natural wood stain is gonna look great." Natural wood stain does look great. I haven't seen it. In- well, I have seen it in person, and it looks good. I haven't but- been to your parents' house since we did the Google Hangout there, and you told me you were pregnant. The deck was rebuilt at that point. I did not go on the deck. It was winter. It was winter. It was uh, de- de- diciembre. Uh, anyway, let's get back to some some Spoderman, F- Phil Spiderman. Phil Spider-Man, Attorney yeah. of Law. Um, I don't actually know what else to say about this movie, to tell let's, you the truth. I'm not suggesting the, we end the episode here. The post-post-credit scene. At what point did uh, Talos and Nick Fury switch places? That's what I want to know. Before this whole movie started. I get that. But, I mean, like, was it even before that? Like, could it have been Talos this whole time? No. You don't think so? No, I don't. I think that you could, uh, you could probably go back, and I think that, like, this is literally, like, a scene that, like, your brothers saw this scene, and we're just like, oh, man, here we go. Here's 11 uh, videos. Oh, I know, right. But yeah, why, why Nick Fury was Talos in X movie? And the real question, the real question, which we didn't get the answer to, and I actually thought this was hilarious from your tweet that you made the other day, is, has Maria Hill been a Skrull the whole time? I think yes. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I now do not think Maria Hill exists, because she didn't, like, there was no, like, oh, her and Nick were sitting on the beach together. But there is a spot where she's bleeding. Where? In the first Avengers, Clint blows up the control center. Oh, and she yeah. And she's bleeding. Well, and maybe she, like, she died. And she, waves a nurse away. Well, who knows, man? But that was before the, the squirrels were introduced. So, like, I mean, does it, like, I mean, well, we'll call a retcon, okay? Right, but that, like, that is a, that is a theorist's wet dream what that maria hill was a scroll the whole time no just that to introduce the fact that that at some point nick fury has been a scroll oh yeah that is that is what you always want the talos has been nick fury this this whole time right and, that and, it was, and maybe not it maybe not every time but at least some the of the times and you can go through and be like why nick fury's motivations didn't make sense in this movie why it didn't make sense in this movie because they're dropping one character into a lot of directors' interpretations. Yep, I mean that's that's it. But like, that's also <laughs> a, a pretty convenient write-out for some things. Oh yeah, introducing the scrolls sets it up so it's like anybody can be a villain at any time because we can just write them out of that. I'm just waiting for. I would I would love like a short of like Talos <laughs> turning into Robert Downey Jr. and like knocking on Peter's door. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's weird how the the. Uh, the Peter Parker world, the Earth 999 or whatever universe is the MCU. 616, right? 
Well, that's the comic universe. That, that was, was said how... in this movie, though. Right, but the multiverse isn't real. So, like, I think them putting that in the preview was to nod to comic book fans that Mysterio is still a villain and he's blowing smoke. Probably. Um, but I'm, I'm, I am so relieved that there's not a multiverse. Yet, Ethan. What? Yet. No, I don't think there will be. I think that this was an opportunity for that. Uh, yeah, I think it would be a mistake if they did it, but... Especially if your whole thing was that, like, Mysterio actually is a villain, like, in the comic books, but he's not in the movie, and, like, he actually is from a different dimension here in the movie. Like, I think that that would be a good way to have introduced the multiverse. His whole little thing was so simple. It was so obvious. His, his like, drones and everything? Maybe not the drones. I didn't know it was going to be drones. I wasn't sure how he was making it. But, like, using Stark's tech against them. I mean, it was such a freaking Iron Man 1 knockoff. I mean, I noticed it when... I definitely noticed something was up when... In the scene when Peter was able to grab the, the, the projector off the drone with his web and didn't realize what he was doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it really is just like even Tony's Tony's villains that he creates himself are haunting him even after he dies. Right. Like that is still just, you know, it's, it's Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 all over again. It's like this, this random moment from Tony's billionaire playboy philanthropist past is coming back to bite him. No, he made my life's creation into barf. That was dumb. Yeah, that that hurt a little bit. I feel like but even overall, Jake Gyllenhaal read the script there, and he was like, "Okay." Which is wild because, like, that was absolutely some of his best delivery in the entire movie was that scene where he's standing on the bar, where yeah, where like the whole projection falls apart. Right when he gives the, he gives his toasts. I thought they were gonna give me a backstory on all of his staff. And then, like, he keeps going through his staff, and we don't get any more of the backstory. And I was like, oh, okay. It was just those two guys. Yeah, those guys. I, I, yeah, I thought they were going to find a way to fit them into every single, like, you know, to tie them to Tony Stark somehow. Right. But no, it, oh, it was just the guy that Obadiah yelled at, and it was uh, just that other guy. I guess it was just Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, just Jake Gyllenhaal, and hang on, I'm watching the original scene. I do think they listened to Bacon and Eggs. They wouldn't have included that box of scraps scene if they didn't. That's so confirmation think, to me. Hang on. I'm not sure if they did reshoot. I mean, hang on. I'm not sure if it's the same guy or not, but it appears that they did reshoot it. So Jeff Bridges was brought back in. Yeah, was brought back in to be able to stand because it's a different camera angle. Well, they could have shot it on multiple cameras and just used certain ones, but yeah. I mean, maybe, but it, 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 something is different. Hang on. Let me... Do you remember what that dude's name was in the movie? No. Okay. Because I can just check and see where he's credited. Oh, God. Gotta, gotta look at pictures here. Um... <laughs> I also expected there to be an art creator if that guy was going to be involved. That like he figured it out. And there that's was not how they an were generating the no. EMP pulses or something. But no. Nope. That's but yeah, like it, mysterious plan where he was like, yeah, these were where they detonated on my Earth. It's like okay, so basically all you're doing is you're just telling Nick when they're going to explode and where. Right. Yeah, his whole plan. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely it was definitely easy to figure out. I don't think it was supposed to be hard. I I, I wish that they had made it sort of more complicated. Yeah, I uh, I will reiterate though that I really liked what they were able to do with Mysterio in regards. Like, I thought the fishbowl. I thought his suit looked really cool. I thought that was good uh, with the fishbowl helmet and everything. I also thought that uh, I, I thought the like ironing the cape was really interesting. Uh, right. I I didn't maybe. Maybe the scene in the bar where he's, like, standing on the bar and toasting everybody was enough of the, like, taste of glory thing, but he didn't do it as well as, like, Syndrome did, I felt like. I felt like Syndrome was, like, I'm going to be the greatest superhero of all, and that's extremely valuable, but it was, like, you knew Mysterio wanted to gain this influence, but you didn't know what he wanted to do with it, you know? Sorry, say that again? I said you knew Mysterio wanted to gain all this influence, but you didn't know what he wanted to do with it. I still don't necessarily know what he wanted to do with it. He just wanted to 
to be the greatest hero in the world. And like, that's fine. And that's, I guess, worthwhile. But are you like trying to stick it to Tony Stark? Are you trying to, what are you trying to do? I think that he just, he wants to replace Tony Stark. He sees an opening for like a new greatest superhero. Yeah, his name's Doctor Strange. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. Supreme. But... Yeah, I have no idea whether or not this dude was the same dude or not. I cannot figure it out. Where was T'Challa through all this? We will open borders. He's, what is that? What? What is what? what? Is... Oh, it's something on my phone. All of a sudden, an abandoned ship or abandoned all hope start playing through your Spotify? Uh, No. It's not that it plays, it doesn't play through my Spotify, it plays through my, uh, like, music, like Apple Music. Oh, I don't even think I have that app on my phone. I do. Um, but yeah, that's where Abandoned Ship or Ben All Hope plays from. But, yeah, it sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like a lawnmower revving up. I think it was like a film projector, because I think I accidentally clicked on, like, a trailer for something. But it sounded like a lawnmower revving up, and I was like, how is there a lawnmower in your house now? Oh, yeah, you don't know about in-home lawnmowers? I mean, I guess you could do that to your shag carpet, you know, once- <laughs> Your shag carpet doesn't grow back. I have a room with moss. Ro ro moss. Have you heard about this, Ethan? That we're changing yards to moss. Uh, yeah. Are you in? Are you out? Where, where, where do you stand here? I mean, it's up. It's up to whoever wants to do it. Natural biodiversity is a good thing. But if everybody has moss, is it biodiversity? Uh, yeah, because moss is like an indigenous species to most places, whereas Kentucky bluegrass is not. Interesting. So you have a moss uh, yard. That's what I'm asking. I, I don't really want to get into lawn politics again for the second time in two recordings. Well, last week I was with Seamus, so it wasn't, wasn't really there, but I see where you It was two recordings from. for me, though, but like you, you definitely went on like a lawn rant last time, and I don't really want to get into lawn politics again, because right, I do don't. think both sides have valid points. I, listen, uh, I maintain, though, I've gotten, hey, listen, hey, hey, listen, hey, ye listener. I've yeah. gotten a lot of flack for this everybody wants a Tesla comment. And like, I just want to say, if you guys aren't bought in on electric cars yet, like, I, not not that you have to buy an electric car, but if you're not bought in the uh, the idea of electric cars, you're on, you're you're running up a down escalator, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Oh, yeah, the future is Teslas now. Teslas are going to take over the world. And for those of you that are like, oh, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to up at my truck. It's, they're about to release a pickup truck. You have no valid excuse. And it doesn't even have to be a Tesla. Have you seen that new uh, VW microbus? That's electric. That thing looks rad. I would buy one right now. Why don't you? I uh, don't think they're out yet. Are they? I'm going to find out for you. I have my cell phone now, so I can look it up. They're probably also like $50,000. Let's take a look. See, 2003 Eurovan. Is that what you want? No, 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 no. The new, the new electric VW bus is back, and it's electric. I want to buy one. How do I buy one? Uh, it's 2022 model year. Okay, so how do I get one now? You don't, because it's the 2022 model year. Okay. So it'll come out in two years. I can get you a 1970 Volkswagen bus Vanagon for $55,000. $55,000. Okay, that's a lot of money. I can get you a Model 1 from Walmart for $265. From Walmart? Walmart, yeah. It's German Walmart. They did just release a really neat Lego model of it. See, there you go. How much? Two hundred sixty-five dollars or less? Um, I believe it was one hundred and sixty-nine. So that's less. We're getting better at this math thing, Ethan. Arithmetic <laughs> is just around the corner. Let's see. It actually is one hundred and nineteen dollars. Still less. Yep. How I many think pieces? electric this cars the are the future, man. There's no doubt about 1, it. One thousand three hundred thirty-two pieces. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, if you're not, if you don't, if you don't look at a Tesla Model S and go, "I want that," I don't physically understand where you're coming from. They're very, very cool. And I maintain this. I maintain this about the truck. They're about to release a truck. And if you, I get it. If you're a Ram owner or a Chevy owner, whatever, I get it. If you own a Ford truck and you've been sitting here listening to Dennis Leary commercials about Ford trucks and their torque for the last 10 years, you have no reason not to buy in on a Tesla pickup. 
Have you driven a Ford truck? Like a new, like a late model Ford pickup? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh my God, they're so torquey. It's like, Gee. I believe it, but, but torque is a good thing. Torque is a good thing. That's how you haul stuff. Yeah. That's also like, how your the, Tesla the, goes like, Pew! Yeah, so they're making they're making Tesla semis as well as Tesla pickup trucks, and both of those things make a lot of sense. Yeah, semis are a huge problem. Can they make Tesla cows to stop the methane problem? Um, No, probably not. All right, well, what about Tesla tractors? Almost certainly. Okay, cows yes, tractors no. Tes- no, other way around. Cows no, tractors yes. What about yes. like- <laughs> Yeah, that one. Tesla irrigation systems that don't use any real water. Um, I mean, I think that they would probably be like- I don't think that would fall under Tesla. I think that'll be Elon Musk's next venture, which is like Farmex. Has he mentioned Farmex? Is that real? No, but it wouldn't surprise me. He's just going to farm the moon, and then we're going to have... You don't have to worry about it. All your corn comes from the moon. That was a wild thing. that I, I had never considered this when uh, when freaking uh, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan. He was like, yeah, planes and trains, not really a problem. Like, those are pretty darn efficient. Right. It's Farmax. Train trains I get because trains are like all electric even if they run on diesel. Right. Um what about anyway, chemtrails, Ethan? Chemtrails. <laughs> chemtrails are not real, Tyler. I am aware. Okay. Just want to make sure you know that. Yeah, no, I'm not insane, Ethan. But anyway, those of you who are gonna continue to at me and say that you don't want a Tesla, that's fine, but like you're you're on the wrong side of history here. Yeah, the electric car is the next major innovation. Yeah. Like when Elon Musk says we'll all be driving Teslas in three years, I, I sort of believe him. We have to get rid of a lot of cars. I have three cars right now that are not Teslas. Well, I don't think you'd have to get rid of all your cars. I think you'd just get a Tesla and then, you know, use it mostly. Can I get a Tesla truck? You also have too many cars. We'll see. I I will reassess when I have a baby. But I I mean... May very well be true, Ethan. I may have too many cars. Yeah, you you only have two driving humans. Correct. The truck is more of a... We now have a truck, but it's just gonna. We will reassess when there's a baby to to reassess with. I feel that uh, you could turn, you could trade the 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 juke and the truck in and get a Tesla Model Three. I totally could, and I'd be about it. Except the electricity in the city is super expensive, and it would cost way more than gas. It wouldn't actually. I don't believe that's, you. That's an absolute lie. You are incorrect. Do you know how much my power bills are? Your power bill is not expensive because electricity is expensive. Your power bill is expensive because your house has no insulation. Correct. That's so. That's not how that like that's that you pay the same electricity as everybody else. Whatever. I don't want to raise my electricity bill. That's such a backwards way of thinking about things. But I'm still gonna have to pay for gas for my other car. Right, but you're gonna pay more in gas for the car that you're driving than you are for the Tesla's electricity. But not when you combine that with the car payment. That's not what I'm talking. We're not talking about the car payment. But uh, it's all coming out of the same account, so I have. You're to not doing it, it to in. save money. You're doing it to save the world. But I don't have the money to save the world. Well, then you should think about getting it. <laughs> I'm working on it, Ethan. I've got this podcast. You go to Patreon.com/slash/BaconAndEggs. Patreon. Speaking of Patreon.com. You can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. You can join a diamond club for just $100 a month, and Ethan and I will send you ultra-custom merch that probably costs us more than $100 worth of our time. Um, and you can join the Discord, which is $3 a month, and hang out with Ethan and I, which definitely costs more than $3 of our time. Uh, what else can people do? You can join Patch Club, which we're pretty close to needing a new patch. You can join all sorts of stuff. It's on patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. I've got, um, I've got a... a- pitch for patch club by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna text you about this when we're done patch pitch 
Patch pitch. Patch related pitch or pitch related patch? Um, patch related pitch. Because if you did a pitch related patch, you could get like a Ryan George patch where we every- could get a we could do a Ryan George patch, but that would be a weird flex. It'd be like a weird thing. We'd have to send him one. There's no doubt about that. Yes, but I've got a patch pitch. Also, but- we need to get you a microphone. Well, I thought you ordered it. I've not ordered it yet. You said on the hangout, you know what? Heck it, and you ordered it. I did not order it because um. I did not order it because I did not want you trying to figure out how to use it while I'm on a train to record with Seamus. Oh, I wouldn't have. Yeah, but I didn't want to add that to your stress level. I had to edit that episode. Yikes. Yeah, so I just figured it. I figured we would leave that for Uh, later. So I can can still order it today and have it here before the next time we record. What is our next movie? Is it Lion King? It's not Lion King. Does that mean we get to do whatever we want next week? Oh my god, can we watch something fun? Oh yeah, because we haven't done any fun movies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to have to go to the theater. That's the that's the thing. That's all. I really want to do yesterday, though. But it already came out. It's already been out. Yeah, and it, it did not get the box office that tips the scale for Bacon and Eggs to review a new movie. Yeah, no. Lion King comes out July 19th, um, which means that we'll cover it on the 25th. Yes. Because we're not gonna, and then we will. Then on the first, we will be recovering. We will be recording or covering an older movie because we have to record that one before I leave for a tour. That seems fair. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's coming out soon, but what's out next week? Nothing? Oh, Lucky, 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 Lucky Spider-Man. Just gets a two-week release on a long weekend. Marvel, you sly dogs, how do you do it? Yeah, because, I mean, they wouldn't put something else out, like, Friday. Right, but even next week, nothing comes out, right? Yeah, I think we get two weeks off from new movies. Yeah. So next week, we can review whatever we want. What's something people have been requesting a lot other than Spider-Verse? Uh, we'll figure it out. All right, all right. Uh, ooh, Bad Boys Four. I'm not apparently even, comes out today. Not even gonna think about going to the theater on that one. I'll be honest with you. <sighs> it is so early. Oh darn it! Uh, hang on a second. All right. My headphones died. That was not a problem I was expecting. Like the battery died? Yeah, the battery died in my headphones. Do you need them? My my like the headphones I was using to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. Y- yeah, kind of. Yeah, because now you're getting all of. Your lines. No, my lines. Hang on, let me, let me plug that. This has been a, just an interesting episode. I mean, we can rap if you need to. We, I, I, this is going to be a shorter episode anyway. Yeah, but it's only been, <laughs> we've only been an hour and 34 minutes. I know, it'll, it'll, it'll come down under an hour, I imagine. Yeah. Um, no, we don't have to rap. We're fine. Okay. Um, just give me two seconds to sort of recombobulate myself. Do you not have just a pair of, like, Apple plug into your cell phone headphones? Um, not anywhere that I can put my hands on them. Mm. I mean, maybe. Nope. And my beats are broken. Not broken. Dead. Also dead. Oh, well. We'll be fine. All right. Whatever you say, boss, you're the one that has to deal with this. Well, I mean, it's not like a problem. Like, the mic isn't picking it up. Oh, okay. Um, Like, you're you're not on speaker. I'm just, I'm holding the phone to my head. Oh, that is insane. Yeah. I took a phone call at work like that the other day. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Um, It's not, I mean, it's not ideal. Like, it's definitely not, like the best case scenario but like it's not the worst case scenario either actually i just currently have the phone tucked into my monitor headphones oh that's smart i was wearing two headphones yeah i I am also i know you can't see me but i am yeah i was see i was gonna take a picture of me doing this but i can't because i'm using my phone 
Oh, I'm using Emily's phone, so I can take a picture of me. Yeah, but I look goofier than you do. I would guarantee it. Yeah, you can hardly see the uh, cord coming out of the inside of these monitors. I'm going to use the Skype camera to take a picture. Wild. This is some good A-plus podcasting we got going on. A-plus podcasting, yeah. (laughs) Tyler and Ethan describe their situation. I'm wearing sunglasses. Are you? In a lit bedroom. Why are you wearing sunglasses? I honestly didn't even know that I was, because I wear glasses, right? But it's the yeah. lake, so I'm wearing my contacts. So right. I just put my sunglasses on because I was outside before, and that I didn't is, even realize it. That is bonkadores. I pulled up my camera just now, and I was like, oh, look at that. Sunglasses. <laughs> look at there. I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, this, is, this episode has taken a turn for the weird. It has, but so did the movie Spider-Man Far From Home. You remember when he got hit by a train? That was cool. That was a wild scene. Yeah, that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I jumped. I jumped. And then he woke up in the Netherlands and he... Sometimes you forget Spider-Man's super strong. I felt like early on, you know, Spider-Man against Mysterio, he's not like the most valuable hero to fight Mysterio, which I think adds to what makes Mysterio so great. Is that like Spider-Man has webs and super strength and Mysterio has giant monsters that don't care about your webs. Right, right. That are literally unaffected by them because the monsters aren't even there. Right. So unless you can target your uh, your web shooters just right and hit the projector inside, which didn't seem to be too challenging, uh, all things considered. I wonder if there's a, uh, I wonder if there's like a review of this movie from some ill-informed critic that's like, uh, the battles are really CGI heavy. <laughs> Oh, you don't say. <laughs> like, that would be great if somebody was just like, yeah, no, I like this movie, but like way too much CGI in the battles. A lot of just like big giant CGI monsters is basically all he's fighting. <laughs> also, I've been getting ads for this everywhere, but you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that Stuber isn't the best movie of the year. I have not yet seen it. I haven't either. It comes out next week. It got bad reviews. Did it? It got 44. It's already got reviews? Dang. Yeah. And what did I say, though? I texted you and said it'll be the best 40% you've ever seen. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I just keep seeing trailers where it's got Jimmy Tatro holding a crossbow on the movie poster. I think that's hilarious. You know, Jimmy Tatro is not even on like, Twitter anymore. That's a movie that's designed for me to like it. Oh, I know. Jimmy Tatro is such a guilty pleasure. Because, like, on one hand, I'm like, I loved when he was doing all the TFM stuff and I was in college. And that was, like, the right time for him to be making that content oh, for me. Oh, absolutely. But then absolutely. on the other hand, it's like, I look at those videos and I'm like, I hate the person I was when I thought this was the pinnacle of comedy. Oh, yeah. Look at that Stuber. 44%. What is Ray and Liz? I don't know. Uh, No idea. It's got a 93% certified fresh. The, the Farewell, 100% certified fresh. There have been a few movies that have come out uh, during during my time away from the, the cinema. Ah, it looks like The Farewell is 2019's hard-hitting movie about Asian people. Oh, I'm ready. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah, so it comes out next week. 48 reviews, 100% certified fresh. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, Stuber, 44%. Like I said, I literally called that. I texted you and said, this will be the best 40% you've ever seen. Uh, I just think it looks hilarious. Every time I see a trailer for it, I'm like, this movie looks funny. I also I also feel this way about Blinded by the Light, the movie about the kid who goes to, like, loves Bruce Springsteen. I think that one looks really, really good. Every Yeah, every time I see a trailer for that, I am more and more convinced it's going to be amazing. Same with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Very excited for the new Tarantino. Um, but again, we're just talking about movies that we're probably not going to cover. Because I think there has to be a tipping point. Like, if you do, what do you think, 70 million opening weekend, that that's enough to get Bacon and Egg's attention. I mean, I don't think that we need to have, like, a criteria for that. No, I know. We can review whatever we want. It's our show. 
Um, but I don't think that like the best way to hit our audience is to see is to review like a new Tarantino movie. You know, I don't know. Our audience might be all about that. Our audience always baffles me with. I always think of our audience being like average age, close to fifteen, but I think they're closer to twenty something. But even our even our older audience members tend to have like an aversion to R rated movies, and there's nothing more R rated than Quentin Tarantino. No, there's absolutely not. There, those um. are some some flicks. So while I am excited for that movie, I think it might be his his best one yet. Um, I don't know that, it, but we'll see. Hey, if you at at audience, if you want us to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the week after Lion King, let us know. Actually, we can't. I'll be gone. Never mind. Heck that. We're going to review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood instead of Lion King? No, the week after Lion King. Ah, so we have to do two movies in a row again. Two new movies. Did you listen to a word I just said? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. I just said I'll be gone. It'll be gone. So we can't do that. Okay. So it comes out the week after Lion King, and I will be gone. You have a Birds Aren't Real t-shirt. I haven't seen your new vlog yet because you posted it while I was in bed last night. Uh, and then I woke up and I got Man, here. Man, you go to bed so early. Well, um, I was day drinking. Uh, please enjoy responsibly. And then I saw Spider-Man and then I came home and I was very tired and I had to, well, I didn't have to, I got to play Uno and then, uh, I was tired of Uno. So I went to bed, but you posted it at 10 30 PM on like a Wednesday. So, or Tuesday or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I will be gone for once upon a time in Hollywood. So we can't review that. I am very sad about it though. You can still see it. I mean, I'll see it when I get back. Probably you could do a written review. I'm all for a written review. Uh, this must have debuted at some festival, because this already has a Rotten Tomato score. What, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. How'd it do? Uh, it's got 92% from 65 reviews. That's pretty good. That's Tarantino. Yeah. He's um, a weird dude. He is definitely a weird dude. Yeah, that's an, that's an accurate statement. He is a strange guy. Anyway, it's time to rap. Okay, I can rap. Because we've been spent 10 minutes talking about nothing, and now it's time to rap. I know. Okay, so, uh, if you, uh, breakfast food for Spider-Man Far From Home. Um... Omelette du fromage? I have no idea what to say for this movie. What is a breakfast that feels like this? It's something you don't think it is, man. Like crepes. They're like little thin pancakes. But they're really full of Nutella. But do you think they're going to be full of pancake batter? Okay. What? Only in this movie's case, instead of being filled with Nutella, it's filled with deadly drones. Okay, crepes filled with deadly drones. Got it. I feel like that that's appropriate. That's probably it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Villain ranking, Mysterio. Uh, phew, not that great. Oh, I like Mysterio. I want him to come back. Uh, he's probably not going to. He's... And he's like just not a very good villain. Like, he didn't really do anything. He's dead. Yeah, he he died and like blew up a bridge. Tower that's bridge. It. Yeah, but it's still, it's just like a bridge. Like, it's a nice bridge, but like... It, it, it didn't really do anything. I would, if you were to rank Tower Bridge against all bridges in the world, I think it probably comes in the top ten. Probably, but like either way, it's just a bridge. It's not even a particularly big bridge. No, it is a famous it's a bridge, bridge across though. a very, very narrow river. He, he destroyed the Queen's jewels. No, he didn't. Well, he destroyed some suits of armor outside of the Queen's yeah. jewels. Like I just, I just saw the Golden Gate Bridge in real life with my own eyes. That's a bridge, man. I've been to Tower Bridge. Oh, I know Tower Bridge is a little uh, under. Golden Gate. That's a that's a bridge, man. That thing's like three and a half miles long. Yeah, that thing's huge. Yeah. Um, that definitely makes top ten bridges. Oh, I, I, I had a feeling you would say Golden Gate Bridge was. I, it's only a matter of time until you call me one day and tell me you're moving to. Uh, Old California. I, I never thought I would. I did very much enjoy the short time I spent in California. I did not think I would. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've been stalwartly anti-California, but when you get to California, it makes a pretty good case for California. Does it? It's just like everything is absolutely beautiful. And like it's everything's got so much character because it, it was all built in like a time when in, when character was like a, a an important thing to have. Right. 
instead of just like necessity. And also the weather's amazing. I'm sure the weather is nice. I, you know, I hadn't heard that you'd gone to California, so I'm glad you updated me on that. Yeah, I got to stay in the Pacific Ocean. Pacific Ocean's really, 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 really cold. I've heard that it's cold. Yeah. I'm not a um, fan of the cold. Yeah, it's, it's June. It's probably like about what I would say like the the Atlantic Ocean is in like February. Oh, God, that's miserable. It's cold, man. Like, and granted, I mean, I, I wasn't in like, I was in Northern California, which is definitely like not like surfing territory. Right. It's like you, you, you got to go to SoCal for that in which the weather's warm all year. But like the Pacific Ocean never warms up like the Atlantic does. Right. They don't have the continental shelf that we do. They've got the EAC. Uh, that's nowhere near, nowhere near this, us. Huh. Nemo didn't go very far. No, he didn't. That oh. was like, that was like a, like a, like a boat that they went from the shore to like the edge of the barrier reef. And then back. And then back. That was like an afternoon for them. Well, yeah, he was, uh, he was, you know, he had to get back to his dental practice. But anyway. Right. Wrapping the show. Um, where does this go on the big board? I don't have the big board. You do? I do. Uh, Toy on. Story 4 went just above How to Train Your Dragon 3, though. You asked me that before. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Because it's it, currently it's below, on this, it's below How to Train Your Dragon 3, Interstellar, Toy Story 2, and that's it. What? It's currently below How to Train Your Dragon 2, or 3, Interstellar, and Toy Story 2. Toy Story 4 is? Yeah. Oh, I thought we put it above it. Nope. I'm putting it above it. I'm putting it above Toy Story 3. Okay. No, I'm not. Oh, I'll figure it out later. Anyway, uh, where does this go on the list? Uh, start start me from the bottom. It's better than Venom. Okay, it's better than Venom down here. Uh, sorry, it's better than Venom. Is it better than Mewtwo Strikes Back? Yes. <laughs> so those are 52 and 51. Yeah, that movie was very bad. Um, is it better than Transformers? Yeah. Is it better than Crimes of Grindelwald? Yeah. Is it better than Lego Movie 2, the second part? Yeah. Is it better than Detective Chikapoo? Yeah. Is it better than National Treasure? Yeah. Is it better than Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yeah. Is it better than Lego Batman? I have a film in mind. Okay. Is it better than The Hunger Games? Yeah. Is it better than this inexplicable split space put between The Emperor's New Groove and The Hunger Games? Yeah. Is it better than The Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. Is it better than Aladdin? Yeah. Is it better than Bumblebee? This is the film I had in mind. I do not think it's better than Bumblebee. I do not think it's better than Bumblebee. It doesn't have enough... Uh, okay. Haley Steinfeld. How do I... You have to insert, insert a row. Insert row. Insert row. There we go. Oh, that's the wrong side. That's how you get inexplicable spaces. There you go. That's how it happened, Ethan. <laughs> in, insert row. Um, Spider-Man far from home. Okay. Cool. Um, well, I have to edit the show before I leave to go see the Rolling Stones. And also this phone is really hurting my ear. So I'm going to call it there. All right. Um, you can find us all over the internet at Bacon and Eggs Pod or at baconandeggs.media or at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs if you want to join the Discord server or check out anything else we've got over there. Um, got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so go ahead and get on board with that right now. Discord server is awesome. Just had a great meetup with Super Carlin Brothers. Got to meet a lot of the Discord people, so that was a lot of fun. If you were there, it was great to see it. If you were not there, I hope you can make it out to one in the future. Um, DC is a great spot to do it. It's not very far at all from like New York and stuff, so you should come down. Um, anyway, I'm Ethan Edgehill. He's Tyler Carlin. I'm on Instagram at Bacon Ethan and on Twitter at Wow Now, but the O's are zeros. Tyler's on Instagram and Twitter at AmeriCarlin. Our graphics are by Vashon Brandon at graphite.vmb on Instagram. And our music is by Andrew Scott Bell at andrewscottbellmusic.com. Uh, Tyler, any final thoughts? No. Cool. Uh, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's with Tyler Carlin. Until next week, Riva Are you Spider-Man? <laughs>